Welcome to What is Black Podcast, the podcast where we have conversations about issues important to raising healthy and thriving Black children and adolescents. I'm your host, Dr. Jacqueline Duje. I'm a pediatrician and mom of two. And on today's episode, we have part two of Reflections on Fatherhood. This is a follow-up from the Father's Day episode. Today, we get into a deeper conversation um, with our special guest, my husband, Max Duje, my brother-in-law, Pierre Duje, and family friend, um, Wayne Abbott. So they each have wonderful and great kids and have a lot to say about fatherhood. So I hope you enjoy the conversation and let's get on with uh, today's episode. My name is uh, Wayne Abbott. I grew up in uh, central New Jersey. And, you know, I had the good fortune of having some uh, fantastic parents that uh, absolutely were role models for me in terms of how I try and approach being a father uh, today. Uh, I'm speaking specifically about my dad. Uh, he uh, grew up in St. Thomas, a uh, large family, and uh, navigated, uh, you know, doing his thing there in St. Thomas, uh, the, the foundation of him becoming a community uh, servant and uh, very involved in the community, as well as uh, the beginnings of him becoming a fantastic uh, engineer. Um, all those foundations were based upon that family situation that he had in St. Thomas. Um, he came up to the States uh, shortly thereafter and then ultimately graduated from City College with an electrical engineering degree and then subsequently ended up working for RCA uh, and then through its iterations of uh, GE and then SRI International for 45 years. And then on top of that, um, for 40 years, he was the chairman of the board uh, at a local daycare center, as well as participating in a number of other community activities. So having that as the backdrop in terms of fatherhood, you know, I had a lifelong example of somebody who, you know, not only was very focused on providing me everything that I needed to grow up, um, not only just intellectually, but, you know, support-wise in any of the endeavors that I was involved in, uh, but I got to see firsthand all the efforts that he did in trying to improve the community, whether it was mentoring kids, um, whether it was writing all the code for all the applications that the uh, daycare center used uh, to manage their uh, affairs from attendance to accounting to you name it. Um, they were one of the best well-run uh, nonprofits, um, you know, in the state as a result. Uh, and then all the efforts that he did over the years of his career, whether it be involved in, uh, you know, satellite technologies, uh, involved in little known fact, my dad was part of the team that brought the high-definition uh, television specs to, uh, to bear. Um, so I had all those things as backdrops as I uh, went into fatherhood myself. Um, so I'll leave it at there, uh, Jackie, and I'll let the others do go in and then I'll kind of touch on other pieces of, uh, you know, what, uh, fatherhood means to me, but I'll, 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 I'll defer the mic to the others. Okay. Thank you, Wayne, for sharing that, um, information. So we'll go with Pierre and then we'll end with Max. Okay. So my name is Pierre Duje. Jackie is my sister-in-law, Max is my brother, and um, same thing, uh, I grew up also in Piscataway, New Jersey, 
um, had a very uh, very good childhood. Look back on it with a lot of fondness. Um, we grew up in a tight-knit family. Uh, we're first-generation Americans with our dad and our mom uh, emigrating from Haiti. Um, we are a family that um, we are tight-knit and close, and we also are large. Uh, we grew up with my dad, uh, his brother living down the street, who was married to my mom's twin sister. And my dad uh, was not only our father, but also the, you know, the, the, the everybody's dad. Um, some of my fondest memories are not only listening to my dad give us um, stories and uh, telling us different things from Haiti, but having a lot of friends and cousins and nieces and nephews and even aunts and uncles all basically sitting around listening to my dad uh, wax philosophical about, you know, a multitude of different things. Uh, he was a very diligent, um, hardworking guy. Um, that was probably the biggest lesson that he always imparted on me was just uh, the, the, the importance of work ethic and persistence and getting things done and just having a plan and having uh, a, a true commitment to seeing stuff through. Um, he was in finance uh, for American Standard for... Uh, over 30 years. I don't remember the exact number of years, but, uh, you know, he, you know, even taught us many lessons, just sort of telling us uh, the day-to-day -day work routines that he had and, and some of the uh, steps that he had to navigate through to succeed and flourish there. And so, you know, I've tried to take all those things to heart um, over time. As far as being a dad, you know, I've always tried to uh, follow his model. And in terms of, you know, um, trying to set a high bar, uh, that was always the, the thing that I always understood was we had certain standards to live up to. And uh, those are the things that I try to impart upon my kids is try to, you know, create standards for yourself that, you know, are beyond what um, is the quote unquote normal. Um, your standards are for yourself and they, they, those are standards that you have to meet. Um, and, and they don't really bear on what other people are doing. They bear on the standards that, you know, you have for yourself as well as what we have established in the family, uh, whether it comes to academics, whether it comes to uh, the way that you carry yourself when you walk into a room uh, or, or just anything that you do. Uh, so um, definitely have a, a lot of fond memories. Uh, his influence is, is very great in terms of how I interact with my kids and my nieces and nephews. And um, I guess that's about it for now. Uh, I'll see the rest of Max, and he can fill in whatever gaps I've list, left out. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll jump in. Um, my name is Max, Max Dupree. Um As Pierre mentioned, we're brothers. Um, the host of this show is uh, my better half. Uh, as far as fatherhood goes, uh uh, both Pierre and Wayne didn't leave a lot for me to say, but uh, um, you know the one thing that really jumps to mind that uh, my father imparted on me and on all of us uh, is is a focus on values. Um, something I've always kept very close. You know, he always talked very fondly about having family around. Uh, it was always something that was very important to him. And uh, even though he's no longer with us, I mean, that value is held extremely strong. 
through all of us, uh, and, and even now into the younger generations through our kids, uh, you can see how much they value and appreciate family and um, their, their willingness to be with each other, I think, uh, stems from what uh, my father, in conjunction with my mother, have uh, imparted on all of us. The hard work, the ethic, the values, those are all things that, uh, similar to Pierre, is, is just funneled down through all of us. Um, you know, listening to Wayne share with, uh, about his father, it's actually more amazing to, to hear how much our fathers kind of mirrored each other in terms of establishing, you know, some, some true values for themselves, hard work, family, uh, community. Uh, my father was a soccer player as a kid and became uh, an integral part of the community through coaching uh, kids that uh, I grew up with and Pierre grew up with. Um, so it was a real treat to see and learn all the different facets that uh, that made up who he was and um, you know we just kind of absorbed all of that as we were growing up and now trying to impart that on our kids. So Wayne I want to go back to a, a question that you um, you sort of sort of teased with your introduction a question about what it means to be a father so when do you, when do you all really feel like you you assume that title or are you still working through it, when, and or what does it mean for you to be a father? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a lifelong uh, pursuit, right? I mean, once you become a father, uh, you're always learning, and I think any, you know, good father is always trying to figure out what they can do better, you know, to impart that wisdom and knowledge and guidance, you know, to their kids. You know, so I think that's something that people should always be thinking about. You know, your job, you know, really doesn't end until you're you're basically uh, off of this planet uh, and on to the next realm. So, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, fatherhood, you know, means to me, uh, the end of the day, all I am really trying to do is make sure that my kids have the best foundation so that they can be them best, their best selves um, and be able to do that, you know, without necessarily having to have, you know, my day-to-day -day guidance. Um, you know, you really want to be able to have your kids have the opportunity so they can leave their mark on the world, um, you know, and that's, that's the goal that I try and do. You know, jokingly, I probably haven't reached that uh, point yet because I think we all will say that as our kids go through their, uh, especially their teenage years, of course, you know, uh, we don't know anything at that point. Uh, but you just try and leave as many of those little breadcrumbs along the way so that when they get to a level of maturity and they can really understand and internalize the things that you've been trying to tell them since they were little kids, uh, you hope that they'll take that to heart and use that information and, and, and guidance, you know, to their benefit. And, and hopefully they will be able to just make whatever environment they go into all the much better because of that presence that they bring to the table. So, you know, ultimately that, that's all I'm trying to do. Um, you know, if they can be a net positive on the world, um, you know, and they can live a happy life, then hopefully uh, that will uh, – you know, make me a happy man when I, uh, you know, when I'm done. How do you all navigate 
you know, the fact that, you know, mom and dad perspectives and at the same time um, trying to impart, you know, your your wisdom to your kids? I have to say it's, it's a work in progress. Um, you know, right now our boys are a lot older and, um, you know, the, the, as Wayne noted, the, the parenting never ends really. But, um, you know, early in the years, I mean, we had uh, different perspectives on how to address uh, whether it was uh, bad behavior, uh, you know, academic performance, um, you know, their interests, you know, we each had our own perspectives, we each had our own thoughts on what was good, bad, appropriate, or inappropriate, and more than anything else, uh, it's a learning process, you know, we had to talk through, you know, what we felt was appropriate or inappropriate, we had to talk through how we would address certain issues, and we still do. Um, but it's a it, it's a learning process the whole time, you know. I, I don't ever recall an instance where, you know, we felt like, okay, we're good, let's ride this out. It's it's an ongoing uh, it's an ongoing de- endeavor, um, you know. And even now, I mean, uh, both of our guys are in their early adulthood stages, um, and as such, they have whole new set of issues that they're now learning about and uh, having to address and so our approach yet again is changing and adapting to what their needs are uh, however I think at this stage you know as uh, parents uh, I think we're more so on the same page than we were 10-15 years ago 10-15 uh, years ago again we were just kind of feeling our way through and trying to adapt and understand the, uh, the other person's perspective uh, there were times Jackie addressed things, and I, you know, scratched my head. But in hindsight, I realized she was correct, you know. And I'm sure she probably scratched her head at some of the things I did. But it's uh, it's an overall process. It, it again, I I think we're we're going to continually be learning. I don't think, and I don't think it should be that you stop all of a sudden. You know, I often hear the case, oh, I can't wait till my kids turn 18. I'm done. Uh, I never understood that concept. Um, my father passed away only a few years ago, and, you know, if he were here today, you know, I'm 50 plus, he would still be, you know, shedding light on what he thinks, you know, I'm doing right, wrong, or can do differently. So the whole concept that, you know, they turn 18 and you're done to me is foreign. And, uh, and I, I wish people wouldn't take that approach, but, you know, to each his own. But, um... You know, my, I look at my guys as uh, early early adults. They're they're coming into a whole new set of issues that uh, you know they're going to still need assistance just navigating. You know, I, I mean, as adults, they're going to make their own decisions, but you know, they're still going to look for some guidance. I recall as a, as an adult, I still turn to my father for you know feedback, input, you know, or just to bounce an idea off every once in a while. So. But it's an ongoing process. Uh, Jackie will keep me on the straight and narrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think, um, you know, what Max said, is, and, you know, I, I feel comfortable that Wayne probably thinks also the same way, is that, yeah, I mean, our fathers never stopped being our fathers. Like, you know, there was a transition as uh, we got older, for sure, Um 
you know, I certainly went through some ups and downs and, and um, there was a transition where the relationship evolves um, and, you know, your, your, your father starts to become um, maybe more of a confidant, more of a friend versus somebody, you know, but it still serves as your guide um, through, you know, life, through parenting, you know, um, so yeah, that's definitely something that I, um, you know, think we all share in common. And I agree with Max, like, I'm not really, I don't really understand or uh, haven't put any stock in the, the concept of, you know, when the kids turn 18 or when they graduate from school, then basically, you know, my job is done or, or whatever the case might be. Um, I think with us, um, you know, I, I have younger kids, um, than Wayne and Max, um, my, my two haven't reached, neither of my two have reached teenage status yet. Uh, although maybe not in their minds, but they haven't reached it yet. Um, and I think that, you know, it's just, it's a constant process of reevaluation. Um, and sort of, you know, sometimes, um, you know, I'll defer and, and, other times I will sort of take the lead um, on different things having to do with the kids. Um, I think what I've learned over time, you know, just in, and again, I, my window of experience is much narrower than the, the two of you guys. But what I've learned over time is that, you know, my, my fingerprints will be all over everything, regardless of how much uh, conscious or unconscious effort I put into it, my fingerprints will be on. So if I don't do enough of something, those fingerprints will, will show themselves too. If I do too much or too little, the fingerprints will show. So what I've tried to realize is, you know, just to stay involved in all capacities and then just try to learn the balance between when to defer to my wife, uh, Patricia, or when to defer sometimes to, particularly for the older child, Gabby, when to defer to her and let her feel her own way through it versus saying, no, this is the way you should do it or basically do it my way or whatever. So, yeah, it's a constantly evolving process that you just, you constantly reevaluate um, your approach in, you know, how much influence you do or do not want to have. How, how have you found um, being a father influencing how you raise um, your kids, you know, over time and also having, having different genders? Uh, yeah, it's definitely been, a, it's, it's a challenge. Um, now is probably a greater challenge when it comes to the girls. Uh, well, the girl, I should say, uh, Gabby, because um, it's just, she's at a stage of her life. She's entering middle school where you know, I have a, a much narrower frame of reference um, because, you know, obviously I didn't go through some of the things that she's going through. So, and, and now in general, you know, uh, society and, and just life in general for this current generation is so much more, so much more um, open and, and the kids have so much more exposure to so many different things that we didn't necessarily have exposure to at the same age of, of middle school. And so it's, it's definitely a tricky process. Um, uh, and, and I, I certainly defer to her mother in terms of, um, 
the familiarity and, and, and understanding of some of the experiences that she's starting to go through as she enters puberty. Um, and then, you know, the, the other thing that I try to do is I try to take into account that, um, you know, as a young lady growing into being a young woman, like her first real experience dealing with um, the opposite sex is going to be me and her brother. And I mean, her brother's a little different because he's much younger, but I tried to factor that into um, how I interact with her and, you know, how I impart some of my thought processes and decision-making um, on her. So it, it's definitely, I would not have been able to appreciate the difference until going through the experience for sure. Um, the young lady and especially a young lady that, as I said, is, is at a stage of a pretty, you know, uh, significant stage of development and change is definitely brings a lot of challenges that, um, are very different. And, and also, you know, different kids have different personalities anyway. Um, and so, you know, with my son, I, I, I have a little bit more of a familiarity with what I'm trying to do based on my interactions with my dad, based on my interactions with Max and watching Max with his sons. So I have a much more defined template of how and what I want to do with him in terms of guiding him and influencing him and, and, and helping him to become the person I hope he becomes. Uh, and with my daughter, you know, I try to use the, the same core principles in terms of personality, but there has to be an accounting for uh, the fact that she's a young lady. And there is a difference in terms of um, experiences and approaches and the way that she sees the world and the way that the world sees her. So it's, it's very challenging, um, but uh, it's something that I think in that scenario i think that's where your partnership comes in with your your significant other because you lean on their experiences and, and hopefully they lean on my experiences when it comes to my son i mean i don't know if you have any, any different thoughts i know, you know your your kids are older now but how have you found um navigating parenting um your your different children yeah well i it's uh I think one thing that I've seen, uh, you know, whether it be with, uh, you know, your kids, Pierre's kids, mine, anybody else's I've seen, uh, I'm always amazed that these kids come from the same, you know, stock or what have you, but they still come out very, very different. Um, and you would notice this from a very young age that their, their personalities you know, even though they're around each other all the time and they're in the same environment, they developed a very distinct ways about how they, you know, navigate and perceive and, <clears throat> and walk through the world. So, you know, I guess my approach has always been is just to try and tailor how I, you know, impart guidance or wisdom to them and meet them wherever they're at. Um, you know, I try and do little things, whether it be just by example or just trying to find those quiet moments or, you know, when a situation arises, try to make those little points about, did you see this or do you understand why this person reacted this way or do you, do you see how you could have thought two steps ahead to uh, work through something? You know, I try and just do that. Um, but to Pierre's point, you know, obviously, you know, the girls are very different. They got different, uh, uh interesting, uh, ways about them as they enter their, uh, puberty. 
uh, for sure. Um, but, you know, again, you know, all you can do is be who you are and who you hopefully can provide, you know, whatever, uh, you know, guidance uh, and a bellwether for how you hope they can uh, exist in this world, how they can interact with the opposite sex. You know, just try and make sure that they understand what things should be important. Hopefully they can, you know, you can help them work through the things that they're interested in and help them do those simple pros and cons lists, you know, whether it be emotionally or, uh, or just logically uh, on how they go about uh, making decisions about what they're going to do, who they're going to interact with, uh, and where they want to ultimately want to be in life. Um, so, you know, that's, that's how I try and approach things. Um, the only other thing I'll say with regard to that, which I, I will do with both of them, um, you know, uh, quite a bit of the parenting philosophy that I've tried to adopt, you know, whether it's also from the influence of my parents, but I still do remember an incident that I talk about quite a bit from uh, when I was a little kid, actually. And my uh, friend who was two doors down from me from where I grew up, his father was teaching his little sister how to ride. And there's this big open area where we all used to play next to my house. And there's a big curve around it. So she was learning how to ride the bike, had the training wheels, and she's flying down the straightaway. And then she's not figuring out that she needs to brake as she go around, as she goes around the curve. And she fell like nine, ten times. And I remember just watching him wince every time she did it. And, but he let her fall. And he went over there, cleaned her up, picked her back up, but then he got her right back on that, uh, that bike until by the, a couple hours later, she's actually riding the bike pretty well. And that incident always stuck with me, and I've tried to use that with my kids. Um, and that's actually probably if there's a big difference between the way my wife and I kind of approach things. She's, you know, a little bit more on the side of, hey, let me try and stop them from falling. And I'm more of the, I'll wince and let them fall, and I'll try and help them get back up and figure, let's talk about what you did wrong. Let's figure out another way that you can do things right, and then let's hopefully I can help you execute. And I, and I think that, you know, you need a little bit of both of that, right, because you don't want to go through life always, you know, sticking your hand in the fire to figure out that it's hot. You want to have the imparting of wisdom to say, you know what, that fire is hot. Let me tell you how to avoid it. So I think that's what we've been able to do, at least from the both of us, to give the kids that spectrum of guidance. And, you know, we have to tailor it again for, you know, our daughter or our son, but that's, that's generally how we've tried to go through things. So it sounds, like, it sounds like, you know, for both of you, you know, it really didn't matter. You know, there's some, some things that are different, you know, gender-wise, but it sounds, as though, it, sounds, it sounds as though the philosophy that you have for your kids is the same no matter what gender, what age, right? You're just trying to, you know, provide them the guidance that they need at that time, which I think, which I think is important, I think, because, you know, stereotypically I think we think of, you know, dads having a particular role and maybe being a little bit hands-off with girls, and, you know, having perceptions of what, you know, the mom's role is with, you know, with their, with their son or with their daughter. So I think, it's, I think it's nice that you all kind of, you know, break up that stereotype. And that's what I admire about you, right? I think your kids are your kids first, whether or not they're girls or boys. And it depends on, the, you know, whatever gender they are. Because I know that there's some, 
you know, some parents who, who have children that identify as, you know, gender fluid, but I think, it, it, you know, you take your kids as individuals first and foremost and provide them the guidance that they need at that time, which I think is, which I think is great. Yeah, I think, I think what Wayne said is that's, for me, is, is something that's still, it's still definitely a work in progress um, because when my daughter was younger, I was all about the fall down. It's like, don't cry, get up. You know, I, I was all about that. And then, you know, my wife is very much the, I want to stop her from falling down. I want to protect her. And, you know, um, and so it's, it's hard because I, you do want to protect her, obviously, but, you know, I feel as though all of the women that I know, including my wife, including you, Jackie, there's a requisite, and Pascal as well, for that matter, there's a requisite toughness and a requisite resilience and defiance almost to, um, like that leads their path, that has led to their pathways to being successful. And so I feel like you, that doesn't develop by somebody coddling you. And I feel like, you know, you know, like you said, stereotypically over history, it's like, it's always, you know, I don't want my daughter to fall into those roles. I want her to be someone that stands up on her own two feet, no matter the circumstance. So it's, it's a tough balance with wanting to be protective, but then also wanting to say, no, pick yourself up and dust your, dust yourself off. And then sometimes saying, okay, well, I'm going to be the one to dust you off. But I try to do as much of the letting her fall as I can um, so that at minimum she understands that part of the process. So, yeah, it, it's interesting because it's definitely a challenge to like, keep the right balance between the two. This question for each of you is what has been your greatest joy um, being, a, being a father? I guess I'll jump in. <clears throat> Boy, I don't know if it's, it's kind of hard to pin it down to one thing, but... Uh... I think uh, if I were to pin it down to one thing, as best I can, I would probably say I, I, I find it fascinating to see, uh, similar to what Wayne touched on earlier, and that is that you know even though we have two kids who grew up in the same household, same parents, same grandparents, uncles, et cetera, et cetera, uh, they're two very different individuals, and. I think the thing that makes me proud is that they each are their own individual and they are each very comfortable with who they are. Uh, there isn't a pretense on their part to be something that they're not. Uh, there isn't, uh, they don't seem pressured to cave in to be something other than who they are, and, and I'm, I'm always impressed with that from them. Uh, you know, one is in college right now pursuing his interest in psychology, and I remember when he was in high school, people would often ask him, well, what are you going to do with that? And I used, to, I, I used to anticipate that that would influence his decision to either stick with it or, to, or change. And... In hindsight, I'm really fascinated at the fact that, you know, none of that ever seemed to affect him. You know, he kind of knew early on that's what he wanted to do, and he stuck with it, and he's very relaxed and comfortable with who he is. He has his plan 
for what he wants to do. Um, sometimes Jackie and I wish he, you know, put a little urgency in it, but he is who he is, and I, I, I admire him so much for it. And uh, even, my, even our younger one, you know, very different in terms of his likes and his personality and, you know, very much the same. I, I just admire that he has in his mind what he wants to do, his likes, his dislikes, and he's extremely comfortable with who he is and, and what he wants to, to accomplish. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I should take credit for it, but uh, I guess if there is something I'm particularly proud of is, is the fact that they're becoming their own unique individuals and that, you know, uh, as they make their way into the world and have to take the world on as uh, independent individuals, uh, you know, I think that's extremely important that they stay who they are because that, you know, that, that, that's of utmost importance to them. You know, they don't have to worry about uh, being influenced by, you know, some temporary pressure of any kind. But instead, they, they have their, their views on, on the world, and, you know, they'll, they'll evolve as well. But uh, as human beings, they, they clearly are defining themselves, and it's really a pleasure to watch them grow and continue to stick with uh, what they feel is most important for them. I mean, for me, I, uh, I'm still a little newer in the journey, as I said, um, but um, they just, it's just, the, the, the best part of it is just the, the newness of every day. Um, the, the, the sort of getting to relive experiences through their eyes. So things that are new to them that you've seen or have even forgotten about because it's just become something you're used to or um, just the, the, the joy of learning something new, um, watching them learn something, watching them uh, understand something new or have a new experience that they enjoy. And sometimes even that they don't enjoy, but just being there along for the ride and sort of understanding that, you know, you're the guide here. You're you're the you're the tour guide here, and um, the the fun part of it is just watching the experiences, um, watching some of the in, the innocence and the lack of inhibitions of going through something, and um, just taking it all in. Um, as far as you know, they're, they're who they're becoming. Um, there's still so much room to go, and yet at the same time, they still have such distinct and unique personalities that uh, each has their own inherent things that are so much fun to deal with and so much fun to just live with. Um, so, yeah, just, uh, I guess in totality, just, just the day-to-day growth that takes place at this stage of their life, um, that there's still so much in an evolutionary stage of, of growing up. Yeah, it's, uh, I would probably echo the same as uh, Max and Pierre. I think uh, it's hard to kind of boil things down to, uh, you know, the greatest joy or what have you because it's such a, uh, a journey of uh, ups and downs, you know, uh, across the way. Um, so I don't know if I'd break it down to any one moment. Uh, on the preface, I would say that, you know, the greatest joy is probably yet to come uh, because I think there is going to be that moment where, you know, both of my kids 
helps finally find that passion that excites them and drives them towards excellence, you know, that I think is going to be a fantastic moment to, uh, to be a part of and, and witness because it's such a, uh, a beautiful blooming of a flower at that point. And then, you know, when they really start having a sense of purpose and where they want to be in the world. So I'm still looking forward to that. You know, my kids are 18 and 16 now at this point. So, you know, they probably got a while before that uh, uh, moment happens. But it's been, uh, uh, you know, a good thing to watch them over time. I would probably say it's probably the little moments where you see the building blocks of those things come into play. You know, we just went on a family vacation, and I think for the first time my son really – was enjoying going to a museum and watching him just take pictures and really kind of study, you know, some of the, you know, uh, artifacts, the statues and the paintings and so forth. I was like, wow, it's, you know, normally, you know, you go there and it's like a torture mission, uh, but this time something clicked and it was different. Um, you know, or with my daughter, you know, where she's been, you know, she's always been had this really interesting creative aspect to herself, but she hasn't necessarily done a lot to, you know, curate it, hone it, and so forth. But, you know, you start to see little things, you know, when she's doing her art in class this year and her desire to want to frame some of her work, and that hasn't happened before. Uh, so, you know, it's those little building blocks that I love watching them kind of have those moments where enough of the stars align in their head and there's a sense of accomplishment or you can see an advancement in, in one aspect of their lives and stuff like that. And then to Pierre's point, just being a, you know, a tour guide, uh, but also, a you know, a spectator, right. Cause you just want to see how they, you know, uh, grow over time and, you know, where they start establishing, you know, how they're going to make their impact. Uh, so that to me has been the best part of, uh, you know, uh, 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 watching them, you know, grow uh, over time. And, you know, I just hope there'll be many, many more moments and we get the benefit that our parents have had, you know, uh, fortunately with us over time uh, to just be there for those moments and, and, and see those uh, major milestones, those things that become the arc and the plot points in our lives. Um, to the point where they get to experience, you know, you know, us being parents, you know, I hope to be able to do the same thing and, you know, be a grandfather and watch them go through the process and start that cycle of life all over again themselves. So that's, uh, that's, that's how I view things as far as that part is concerned. So thank you, um, all of you for sharing your reflections on fatherhood and parenting. This has been an awesome conversation. So thank you so much. Uh, anytime. My pleasure. Same here. Anytime. Thank you for listening to this episode of What is Black Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to listen to more great episodes, please find us on any platform that you enjoy listening to podcasts. But especially if you're an Apple Podcast listener, please remember to um, rate and review us.